I've said for years, the uh, you know, if you're in the elevator with the CFO and you got 30 seconds, you're not going to talk about a lot of techno speed and feed and mumbo jumbo. It's you know all around the revenue, it's expense, it's the profitability, it's maybe compliance. You know, kind of those things that a CFO is going to care about. And to your point, you know, in this economy, CFO is going to have five or ten or twenty different proposals, maybe from all different. You know, departments and these got a certain amount of you know incremental dollars and whatever the ones that kind of can justify that you know shorter term ROI that you can buy into you know that that's the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, just think about it from a diff- like you say. That's that's hit on that. You're a sales rep, and maybe your solution is naturally oriented to a business application sale. Let's stay there for a minute. Even so, how many of your competitors are really talking about? how uh, usage, how a customer can use your solution, what the business impact would be, you right out of the gate are differentiating yourself from other folks. How do other customers get improvement in their business? Great selling focus. And if they're not interested in that kind of improvement, fast fail. (laughs) That's the wrong wrong customer, right? Uh, But maybe your solution isn't a business application sale. Let's say back in the day when I was at Cisco and you're selling network infrastructure, you need to peer up the the use case to think behind what's the the business case for why they would invest. And even if you're selling infrastructure, if you have a business focus around metrics of improvement on why they buy the solution, you're way differentiated from everybody else. Yeah. Totally. So now uh, uh, going back on your kind of value one points, it's, it's obviously uh, very valuable for, for sales. But then what about some of the other uh, go-to-market teams? Yeah, man, this this is why I really focused on it. So at Evisort, uh, you know, we had it's, a, it's a AI for contracts and you could absolutely get into a business metric improvement conversation. But in SaaS, the thing I learned the hard way uh, back in the day at Cloud Passage was you, you can't be selling like technology sales. Technology sales is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crush the new logo sale. I'm going to have a partner implement. And I'm casually interested in how the adoption goes, especially around renewal time. That don't work in SaaS. <laughs> you have to be focused on adoption. So let's take that value one idea. You sell on value one, you're having that conversation. You, in Salesforce, we would not allow somebody to close out a close one deal unless they had the value one metric of improvement, the current state and the desired state in Salesforce for the handoff for customer success. Now your services, your customer success teams, they know what to implement on. What does it mean to be adopted? Is it more users? Is it more usage? Not necessarily, but it, so that value one idea is a great way to, you know, staple yourself to a prospect and run it all the way through the customer. That value one thread, it helps clarify the sales opportunity. It helps the services team get adoption. What about training? Don't train them on anything other than using that use case that gets their value one done. And then CS once you have worked with a customer to implement value one, the company has earned the right to talk about expansion. Now that we know that this was a good return on investment, can we talk about other use cases that customers have? So it's a great discipline all the way around. And then marketing, instead of talking about waving the hands and market textures and things, 
Think about case studies that focus on value one improvement. Uh, it's a virtuous process if you focus on value one. And it's a great way to have the football passed between groups within a go-to-market. Yeah. So here, here's one for you. So the sales rep, it may not be in the core ICP. You know, sales rep says, wow, it could be a monster deal, blah, blah, blah. How do you, like in the old days, I would do things which would be, you know, green, yellow, red in terms of kind of, you know, opportunity and kind of that ICP. Uh, how have you seen it done successfully to really tell the reps and have them not, or I'll say, tell them where to focus, but then any tricks to kind of be obvious around here's where not to focus? Because a lot of times common sense doesn't prevail because they get all excited about a potential big, big deal. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, this is where the rubber hits the road. When you get a lead and every rep loves a lead, uh, do you say no? Like the, the classic one is uh, I see I'm advising CEOs all the time on this one uh, where you're you've got all the prospects in the world in the United States. And yet you're taking inbound leads from Europe or Asia. Why would you do that? You know, hey, I can't meet with you because I got to get on a plane to go to Russia. Uh, we've got this sales opportunity there. Like, how many prospects are you passing by on the way to the airport? Yeah. So, you know, this, what, what do you do? This is the test. What do you do when you get an inbound lead from uh, um, L'Oreal in France? Do you, do you take that lead? Well, do you know if you're a SaaS platform, you actually can't serve that customer from the U.S. because of GDPR requirements? So that's a huge cost to the company to support that customer if you're going to support it in country. And they probably don't want their data moving back and forth uh, uh, across. So that, that's an example. Another one would be, um, you know, you, you want to create processes that scale for sales. So in their Salesforce book, do they have accounts that are not in your ICP? Why? Why wouldn't they just have accounts that are in the ICP? Go take a look at, uh, SDRs, are they doing, uh, they have an outreach or, or Gong's latest tool, uh, customers that are on your ICP. How about events or marketing leads? What, what I would do is, is look at uh, leads that are in ICP and the ones that aren't in ICP, why? You have a cost to serve that prospect. You have limited resources. So these are ways to test if you're really executing in our ICP. And, you know, what's your pipeline look like early and late stage and to ICP and outside of ICP? Why should you have any pipeline that is outside of your ICP? Just think about product. If, if you're putting all the wood behind the arrow of what the company believes is the right ICP, the product feedback you're going to get is right for product to keep a roadmap that's tuned to your company direction. Yeah. So, so who, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. So whose job is it to police the right accounts in there that they're calling on or their, their pipeline? Is that a sales? You think it's a sales thing? Is a marketing thing? So if you assume the reps aren't doing it, who's, who should be in charge of supervising that? Yeah. I'll, you know, uh, CRO is accountable <laughs> for everything. Right. So that's the, you know, you can't expect what you don't inspect. So you got to periodically kind of audit. And I would get the calls from the SDR leader. Hey man, this is a hot lead. You sure we can't? No, no. 
and it's a conversation with your, you got to be on the online and site with your marketing team. CEO's yeah. got to be aligned on this thing too and see, and see through that. But the other side of it is this is why you need a good right hand. I'm left-handed, so I can say that is RevOps leader. The RevOps leader ought to be policing for this and, uh, and systematizing ICP focus. Yeah. And then what about the kind of the, the handoff with sales and marketing some people would say, you know, marketing's kind of loosey-goosey, gets MQLs, the SQLs aren't kind of really where they should be, how they should, how they should be. Any kind of best practices that you've seen to make sure that marketing's also then focused in kind of what that ICP is? Yeah. Uh, get their fingerprints on the murder weapon. Is, is- you got to be careful what you say these days, by the way. <laughs> That's a good point. Thanks. Is is really focused with marketing on the ICP. If you're a CRO, sales leader, and you're talking about ICP, the marketing person, your marketing lead should be like, oh, thank you. And if you're aligned with the marketing lead on ICP, great things happen. So it's a great teamwork uh, opportunity to to go do that, right? You you, got to do that. And, you know, the the other trick is get everybody focused on cross-functional leading and lagging metrics. So I, I don't want a metric on MQLs. Who cares about MQLs? Right. I want a metric on sales qualified opportunities. The marketing lead might hate that because it's the sales rep that's saying if it's qualified or not. But right. that cross-functionalism really keeps you on, on, on point. Right. Look for cross-functional metrics that get that ensure that everybody's on the right place. There's we're going to do a, a you know four more blogs, and the last one is about sales effectiveness. And in it, I talk about what are the leading and lagging metrics, and they're cross-functional metrics, so you get the whole go-to-market point in the right direction. Yeah, and and you know when uh, when there's not enough leads, not enough pipeline, not, not enough sales, you know the CRO is the one. For saying with that theme, that gets shot, not the CMO, right? Right. And just that. I've never heard of a CMO getting shot because there's not enough pipeline because the re- revenue's not there. So, right, it's a big trust thing because the marketing person is like, "Hey, I definitely could get fired if if there's not a uh, great lead flow." But it don't, you know, it's, it's a good book out right now called Sales Paradox, where you could be huge in all these activity metrics but the conversion rates are suffering, right? You, you can't go at it anymore on tonnage. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. So uh, uh, for those maybe just joining, we've got Mark Stevenson, fantastic uh, go-to-market leader. Uh, so anybody that wants to comment or chime in with any questions, feel free. Our current topic is ICP, but certainly uh, he's able to uh, speak and uh, answer on uh, anything else. So, uh, Mark, moving on, any other considerations as you think about trying to get that alignment with the uh, broader go-to-market team? Um, yeah, I think there's some do's and don'ts uh, along the way. You know, one would be is obviously a do is get very granular around your ICP. Tim's point on techno, technographics uh, key, right? Um, you know, I think I would, I would really – think deeply about the don't is don't call outside of your ICP. And it's really hard. You're going to have reps that say, I just want the at-bats. No, not the at-bats on folks that you don't ultimately want to serve 
and have in your customer profile for a long time, right? You know, I'd say the other one is train on value one. What a great sales approach. And John McMahon, we were talking about it today, he, he, he created it around medic, med pick, right? It all starts with that metric of improvement. Um, I mean, I'm actually doing a post later. I was, I was with him yesterday morning and uh, still need to do the post, but uh, fantastic, uh, you know, go to market executive leader for sure. I think a don't in this market and any market is don't rely on pipeline that's outside your ICP because it's pipeline where they don't need what you have as deeply as others, right? Less is more, uh, ironically. You know, organize your... Yeah. I was just saying, sorry, so in going through this, so a lot of these things, I'm just thinking, okay, in the environments that we've been in, things still seep through, the accounts that are not on the ICP are there, they go in the pipeline, people want to try and goose the pipeline metrics because it's got to be a 4X or 5, you know, 4X or 5X to 1 or kind of whatever it is. But you're really saying it's that kind of sales ops or that rev ops person or leader who's really kind of in charge of um, calling bullshit, for lack of better words. That's right. That's right. Now, at Evisort, our RevOps leader was the most trusted person in the company because they're unbiased. They're, we, we wanted them to be as candid as possible about the business. You don't want fool's gold. <laughs> you want to know how you're going to land the quarters, right? Uh, and so it doesn't pay to get you know, focused on suboptimal numbers and, you know, for sure. You know, you know, you, you raised another point about how do you organize around in a SaaS business? What's the best way to organize around ICP or value one? There's a great book, ironically called the technology services playbook. And I referenced that in the post uh, that we launched yesterday. And what he, what he calls for is you should organize around four things. What's your processes and focus around land, adopt, expand, and renewal. That sounds so stupid, simple. <laughs> but think about your processes around that. What what is what are the critical steps and processes to land the right customer? How do we get adoption as quickly as possible? Then you've earned the right to have cross-sell and expansion conversations. And if you do all that, the renewals are going to take care of themselves. And oh by the way, you should be doing multi-year contracts anyway.